I, I do have to ask this question, though. So this is meant to take place, the transactions, the verifications, et cetera, on the Ethereum blockchain. Correct, yes. And as you said, that's not particularly good for transactions. And we're talking at a scale of every human being. And the idea being that every human being is now connected to the internet, which is actually more internet users than are using the internet today. Right. Yeah. So where are they going to be able to scale this? Like, how are they going to be able to get the, the, the bandwidth, the data, the energy use, all this stuff? Has this been addressed at all in oh, any way? Yeah, the artificial general intelligence will solve the problem. Oh, it's going to in- invent nuclear fusion and yeah. solve the problem. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roger. No, okay, yep. So I'm, the I'm, AGI I'm will solve those problems but and create but the other one. But it ones. can't break 256-bit encryption. That's the one thing. It is God, but it cannot fucking break encryption. That's Correct, one thing yes. it can do. It, okay. it, well, it wouldn't because it's, you know, it's oh, nice. it's good. It's nice. Yeah. 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 It's a, it wasn't made by a bad guy. It was made by Sam Altman, who's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I did touch on that a little bit in the article that I wrote about this, which is that, you know, the, you need to have internet and a smartphone to be able to use this. And right now, only about two thirds of the world has those things. I think that's maybe not the biggest bottleneck because, sure, yeah. like you mentioned, they're using the Ethereum blockchain. They are using a, a layer two Ethereum blockchain called Optimism, which is faster than Ethereum, but like that's a low bar. <laughs> um, yeah. So far, Optimism has not done more than 900,000 transactions per day. So if we're talking about billions of people, you know, there's kind of a ways to go. There's more people go. than that. I'm, yeah, I'm not certain, don't quote me on this, but I think but there may be more people There's actually only 900,000 people on this planet. I, Everyone else is fake. I don't want to alarm you, but not only are there more people in that, they sometimes transact more than once a day. What? No, fuck, yeah. shit, okay. So the, the problem might be doubly, as, doubly, if not triply, as large. As long as no one needs to do a transaction more than once every, like, 20 years or so, I think it will work mm-hmm. just fine. <laughs> yeah, you should just do one big shop. And then leave it for a few days. <laughs> the biggest shop, the mega shop. Yeah, I. You know what? Like people disparage cultures where their currency was just one large coin that they rolled around. But you know what? Like they didn't have the problem of multiple transactions a day. <laughs> this was just a thing that it was simple. So if we're going to go back to a simpler and cleaner way of living, then we just that's that's the model. Yeah, that's I'll, it. Mm. Go back to. I think it, it's worth going back to looking at some of Sam Altman's old writing and interviews to uncover just a little bit of how he thinks and how that sort of fits into the world coin thing so mm. the driving philosophy here and this is a, a post we were talking about yesterday molly is his his belief that moore's law applies to everything ever that it is not a political problem that it's not a social problem it's just wait and the technology will make everything better right it seems to be um it is sort of techno solutionism taken to its most extreme that, you know, we just need to keep building like the crypto guys have told us and we will solve every problem ahead of us. He, he says in this in this post from a couple of years ago, in the last couple of decades, costs in the U.S. for TVs, computers and entertainment have dropped, but costs for housing, healthcare, and higher education have soared. Redistribution of wealth alone won't work if these costs continue to soar. Why these costs are soaring? Who knows? Maybe because they're not subject to laws of transistors. They're subject to different laws. I don't know. Yeah, also, th- th- that law, which is in itself pretty tenuous. Like, uh, no, it's fine. A-, a guy had this idea about computers. We can generalize it to everything. And the things that we can't generalize it to, don't worry about it. You know, we just got to generalize <laughs> harder and we'll make up for it. <laughs> Um, so he, he says, AI will lower the cost of goods and services because labor is the driving cost at many levels of the supply chain. That's why you only have to do the one big shop. <laughs> yeah. 
And <laughs> if the robots make other robots, the cost to rent them will be much less than it was when humans made them. Uh, economic inclusivity in such a world means everyone having a reasonable opportunity to get the resources they need to live the life they want. And it matters because it produces a fair, stable society. It can create the largest slices of pie for most people. And as a side benefit, it produces more growth. Capitalism is a powerful engine of economic growth because it rewards people for investing in assets that generate value over time. I think WorldCoin kind of puts paid to that particular sentence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the, the entire podcast kind of yeah. does. You know, th- th- We've seen that capitalism is very good at rewarding people perversely for no reason, so, including us. I, I also imagine that this always operates on the principle that when free labor is achieved finally by AI and robots and things like that, that that's going to lead to the enrichment of all of humanity as opposed to like what everything these people do when given the opportunity seems to suggest would just be like, oh, you're all Morlocks now, die. Well, that's all. <laughs> that's what, that's, that, yes. that's what's going to happen. His solution to this, of course, is Georgism again. Well, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. instead of, because Georgism, as, you, as we all know, is you find the one thing to tax. It's the one weird trick. And if you tax that, mm. everything's fixed. So Georgism yeah, it's like was, land, yeah, traditionally. Land right, was yeah. Georgism. And so uh, Altman says he's building on Georgism by replacing land with a kind of AI tax. So you're taxing computing power yep. or whatever. So as you alluded okay. to earlier, Molly, like the idea would be somehow all of these things will be taxed voluntarily or maybe via political power to create some kind of equity fund that gets paid out through WorldCoin, right? That's the idea, I think, although it's very much hidden away in his other writings. Um, he, he's, they speak very widely about AI-funded universal basic <laughs> income, but the actual mechanism is not mentioned particularly prominently. <laughs> Um, probably because mm. a lot of the people who think this is a great idea don't like the idea of taxes. <laughs> hmm. So it, it says, a great future isn't complicated. We need technology to create more wealth and policy to fairly distribute it. Everything necessary will be cheap and everyone will have enough money to be able to afford it. Yeah, it's, if you just say it, yeah, I guess that's not complicated. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds nice. He hasn't yeah. yet used the phrase fully automated luxury gay space communism, but I assume it is just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we don't do it, the future is and we'll be trash. Yeah, you know, we, we, we actually were ahead of the curve on this one. I was just thinking, too, yeah. though, because I'm reminded of stuff like this in the United Kingdom where they'll have a tax that's going to generate funds and it's also going to, like, you know, discourage a behavior they want to discourage. And, for example, I think the sugary beverages tax is a great example uh, mm. where they're like, this is going to raise a bunch of money for, of course, the NHS winds up not getting it, but uh, by taxing sugary beverages. And what happens is, it's, it's, if I remember correctly, the tax was actually placed on manufacturers who then was like, okay, now we'll never use sugar again every beverage in this country will now have aspartame in it because like we're not paying this tax we're gonna, and so to me it's like oh we'll do an ai tax it's like all i can think of is hmm, the only you have an ai tax for using AI. you also have sur- a surplus pool of basically morlocks who have no purpose anymore because you've taken all the jobs in this hypothetical future so it's to me i, I just envisioned it's just like here's your abacus you swine fucking do very very basic <laughs> computation for us that's how they avoid the tax you have to hand work out the hash function for this bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> you and all of your descendants will spend your entire lives trying to come up with the hashing function that will mine the next world coin. 
I was gonna say it's not Georgism, <laughs> but it's like of a similar vintage of British libertarian guys. Just like it's paradise. They've created the best way humans can live. Poor <laughs> laws didn't go far enough. We can do it even worse. Uh, so this is also something you can look at back at a 2016 profile of Altman in the New Yorker. But this was more about his role in the head of Y Combinator, his friendship with Peter Thiel. He says when I remarked um, after uh, spending a few days together, the the writer that Altman never seemed to visit the men's room, he said, I will practice going to the bathroom more often so you humans don't realize that I'm the AI. Cool. Okay, thanks, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm always, yeah, I'm always saying I mean, that. he yeah. not only have they copped our slogan from 2017, they've also copped no pee January. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Talking about his hobbies, <laughs> he says, I like racing cars, I like flying planes, and I like prepping for survival. My problem is that when my friends get drunk, they talk about the ways the world will end. Uh, the other most popular, the most popular scenario would be an AI that attacks us and nations fighting with nukes over scarce resources. I try not to think about it too much, but I have guns, gold, potassium iodide, antibiotics, batteries, water, gas, and masks from the IDF and a big patch of land in Big Sur. He talks like if all the characters from Ender's Game had PTSD. Hmm. He got he got a Shalon 4A1, I presume, which is the one Israeli gas mask they make <laughs> and which they made like billions of which is just fine but you can get them on ebay for very little i hope this guy breaks his <laughs> leg and like you know day one of the apocalypse but also that like aside from anything else we've talked about like how you know cap- what capitalism rewards what capitalism rewards is this kind of like baffling infuriating completely baseless self-confidence that's like yeah no i think i'm actually gonna be yeah, fine i've read cormac mccarthy's the road mm. but i'm built different so it, <laughs> yes. that's, i have yeah. my that's supply thing, of right? katanas that i can use yeah. <laughs> we all get world coin he and peter Thiel go get to live in big sur or new zealand with their idf mm. gas masks and having a great time Again, go for, if you live in rural New Zealand, go for a walk with some quick dry cement and start looking for air vents <laughs> and bunkers. It uh, says, democracy only re- works in a growing economy, and without a return to economic growth, the democratic experiment will fail. And yeah, I guess uh, now we've just added another ingredient to the democratic experiment, which is the orb. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess all I have to say is, uh, Mary Orbmas. Uh, to all of you who are on the call with me. Yeah, I hope we I hope we cross orbs in future. <laughs> I too um, hope we cross orbs in future. May the orb be with you. 